News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio where you want it, when you want it. Good morning and welcome to Garden Talk on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. My name is Jay Thomas. With me, like always, Rick Van Dyvendijk. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jay. All right, looking for a warm-up this week. I'm hoping that this is coming true. Well, yeah, they're, they're talking about some plus ones for yeah. a good part of the week. So I think, you know, the only reason I say that, it's not because we want to see our snow go away, right? Yep. In terms of the plant world and the outdoor world, yep. the snow that we've gotten is a good thing around it's, the province. It's it's perfect for the plants, it's perfect for the farmers, it's perfect for, you know, you want you want the snow. In fact, yeah, I was, I was out there again shoveling some snow on top of some other my plants uh, this this week again. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just because the wind came up and blew everything away. Yeah, so. exactly. And so, yeah, no, it's the snow is important, very important. The only reason I say I'm excited for the warm or a little bit of a melt is that when we, around most of the province, when we got our snow, there was a whole bunch of freezing rain that came with it. Yep. So if you are like me and your driveway faces north <laughs> instead of south, it's still covered nice. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can do your best to uh, shovel it yeah. and maybe uh, you know. Yeah, I did that. I did that. Scrape on, a bit. I think on Wednesday, Tuesday night, and Wednesday because yeah. we had some guests coming on Wednesday night, a bunch of guests, and then uh, I had to go and get the ice cream uh-huh. out. And yeah. Yeah, we put a driveway in this last fall, and uh, I go, and I sure did like it when I didn't have a concrete driveway. <laughs> so I just run the skid steer over it and just... <laughs> and, well, knowing you, I'm surprised you didn't heat the driveway outside. No. <laughs> so now i got to... Now, because I don't want to scrape my new driveway at the show. Well, exactly. I, I don't want to put salt in my new driveway. <laughs> I put one in in the, in the early spring this year. I don't want to salt it and wreck yeah. it or something, yeah. you know. So here we are. I'm looking forward to the warm-up just because just, we're going to get, get a the bit rock, of melt. Just don't get the rock salt, okay? Get the salt. There's there's lots of salts out there that are good for the landscape. It would be more safe for the plants. Okay. And safer for your concrete, too. Oh, is there? But if you buy the, the, the cheapest brand you see on the side of the you know the, the local store, you know? Yes. A lot of that's just a rock salt, and yeah, that's going to that's gonna hurt your flooring inside your house and everything. Yeah. Okay? And, and you'll you'll wake up in the spring to a... Ugly brown edged lawn, yep. right? From exactly. all the salt that's yep. you know gone so through there. Especially if you use a lot of it. And yep. So it, you, there's lots of fertile, uh, uh, melts out there that uh, that uh, and there's a company even there again. The, the groundskeeper company makes a, a product called Meltsol. I think they're called Series Industries. So yeah, so they it's made here, put together here in the province, and uh, it's safe for the landscape as well. Oh, okay. So there's even a Saskatchewan product yep. for us here for melting some ice. Yes. Look at that. Awesome. There you go. one 332 8255 That's the number you call to join the conversation either by phone, which we try to get those on right away, and by text line, we do our best to get those all answered by the end of the show as well. So if you've got a question you're thinking about, now is a really good time because the phone lines are open, the text line is open, and if we wait till the end of the show, uh, it gets tough for us. Yeah. I saw a post on Facebook that you got Christmas trees. They came in on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, they came in on Wednesday. Boy, just you walk into the greenhouse now and you go, just take a deep breath and you go, ah, Christmas. That's a good. That's a good yeah, smell. That, it's, it's a good smell, and it is. It was because Thursday we had an open house and people just walk into the greenhouse and they just you can see them just take a just take a deep breath. That's surprising, <laughs> considering how many people are sick around the province that anybody can actually smell it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it was uh, yeah, no, it's the the Christmas trees are in and so. Those are in, and, yep. and all the, the Christmas greens are in. Is that correct? Yeah, Christmas greens are all in. So yep. just, people are starting to really get into, you know, decorating, especially the people that do their Christmas parties, you know, mm-hmm. before December comes. Uh, they're all, 
in for decorating their their pots outside the their their steps or otherwise starting to do the mantles or you know wreaths on the doors or all that kind of stuff so it's um and then with that you can always do with the nice weather you can do a little bit of pruning out in the yard and you can mm-hmm. actually take some of those branches and you can use them in some of your arrangements as yeah well, yeah sure you know so uh that's something you can do and uh and be able to take care of this this week when it's a little bit warmer and or if you didn't get your Christmas lights up yet, now is the time to. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some neighbors doing that. Yeah, yes, get get them up this week because uh, it's yeah the the weather is going to be conducive to doing that this week for sure. I think my phone is listening to me because we talked about this last week a little bit, touched on it, and then I got an email about it just this week, and it's called "Trim Your Tree in Cypress Hills Interprovincial Park." There you go. And this is from November twenty sixth to December twenty third. Yep. The Cypress Hills Provincial Park allowing visitors to cut down their own Christmas tree from a designated area in the park. There you go. And you can find out more by going to... Well, just just Google that. Saskatchewan yeah. Provincial Parks, you know, cut down your own tree. Yeah. So I got an email directly about it, which is pretty cool. So that program is up and running down there. Haven't heard anything official yet about the North, but usually we get that around uh, yeah. Emma, Christopher, and, you know, in, into the, the uh, Prince Albert National Park as well. So... And, and that's, you know, you're going to see that a lot because uh, I did notice that the price of trees went up mm, yeah. this year a bit because of, you know, the, just there's a shortage of trees uh, right around North America right now. And also the freight has gone through the roof and, uh, you know, the cost of diesel fuel and everything else. And so, uh, yeah, no, it's um, uh, it's definitely uh, I've seen even some some uh, some um national news broadcast saying talking about that whole thing about you know christmas trees and the shortage and that kind of stuff so um yeah so you don't want to wait until you know the week before christmas to get your tree it's kind of like waiting until today yep. to buy your chicken wings because it's Grey Cup Sunday. <laughs> yeah, same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You're going to go out shopping for chicken wings now or you're not going to find not any? not going to find any, no. right? So, yeah. you, so make sure that, you know, get your tree, even if you're going to buy it and you're going to put it into the shed or something like that, just make sure when you're going to store it, mm-hmm. don't store it in the sun. That's right? just going to take the moisture right out of it. It'll just it'll it'll desiccate it, right? So just put it on the north side of a shed or where in the shed, whatever. Okay. And um, uh, if you put it in the garage and it's going to be your garage going to be a little heated, just get a five gallon pail of water and just stick it in the bucket of water, right? Lean it up keep, in the corner. Keep yeah. it hydrated. Yeah. And so um, that'll help too. So 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 you can buy a tree now. Yeah. But sh- should we open them up in our homes right now? Um, it's pretty early. Yeah. Okay. okay. To put it up. So now. That's, that's not a solid no, but that's a yeah. kind of a warning. Is yeah. what you're saying. If you if you want to look for the type of tree, you're not going to put a Scotch pine up this time of the year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It won't make it. So uh, you might get away with a Fraser fir, right? Mm-hmm. Douglas fir, maybe. Um, but uh, Scotch pine or spruce and that kind of stuff, they won't make it till Christmas. They'll be. They will be, but you just won't be able to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll shed. <laughs> just look at it, and it'll be shedding like crazy. Right? Yes. Right. So uh, you just have to be careful that way. But otherwise, yeah, no, just make sure if you're going to put up this early, get yourself some of the Christmas tree preservative that you can buy as well. And just to keep the uh, keep it all open. And um, and that way you can keep the pores open, you know, that, so that it keeps sucking water. Just is a po- It's basically a liquid, the same as the powder you get in the little pouches you get when you get a cut flowers. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? Yep. You put it in the water and helps keeps the, la- the flowers last longer. It's the same, basically, product, okay, that you're mm-hmm. using for Christmas trees as well. You can even get scented stuff. 
Yeah. Can't so you? It's, it's Isn't there a version that's, that's also a I preservative seen, and a scented one? You can. I haven't seen them around that much, but uh, most of them are just a uh, preservative. Right. Like, and, and there's different ones. There's one called from Scott's company and there's another one called, um, um, nope, it's gone out of my mind now. But there's more than yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of them, but it's just important. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what exactly to do when you're going to bring that tree in. Yeah. Right. How to, how to take care of the whole thing. So we'll go over some of those details in a little bit here. Okay. Uh, join the conversation. one 332 8255 Dawn in White City, uh, is, wants to talk about trimming a burr oak. So we'll talk about that too. Perfect. Join the conversation. I'm Jay with Rick Van Dyvendyke. This is Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. So who are we cheering for today? It's Great Cup Sunday. Welcome to Garden Talk. I, I was listening. I was listening to the the uh, sports show this morning, and the the, the guys from TSN figure everybody's going to be cheering for Toronto just because there's such a rivalry between Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. See, that's the big question, right? I, and, yeah. and it's yeah, there's two ways to look at it, yep. right? Either you're cheering for the West because at least Winnipeg is West. Yep. Or you're cheering for Toronto because you hate Winnipeg so much. <laughs> Just because of the rivalry. Right. Not, not because you hate Winnipeggers. Because <laughs> no, the it's team. Because the team, right? It's, it's the Blue Bombers. It's yes. the Blue Bombers, right? Yeah. So it's, it's your arch rival, right? However, I'm guessing though, I've, I've seen some pretty funny uh, Facebook posts of, yep. of a W being, you know, it's, it's a, it's a photoshopped image, but a W being painted over top of the yeah. Saskatchewan S well, in the end of our. You got to remember there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, that five and a half hour trip from Winnipeg to Regina, yes. they're going to be making that as well. Oh, so, tons, tons. Because the, the roads are good this weekend, so I mean, there's... And the weather. Right, the weather's good, and so, I mean, it's sold out, but there's, uh, from what I hear, there's there's tickets available that, you know, people that are sad that Saskatchewan Rough Riders oh, didn't well, make it, they're going to yeah. sell their tickets, right? Exactly. But, uh, but I, from what all I've heard is that uh, there's been quite a, quite, a, quite a time and quite a party in Regina, I guess they've been putting on a pretty good... Pretty good festival down there, so it's um, it's it's good for Saskatchewan. It's good. Oh yeah, it's good just to have a great time. People get together. It's even nice to show off our new stadium too. Exactly. You know. Yep. Our our you know brand new place. Yep. So that's pretty go. awesome. First big party of that of that yep. event center, right? Okay. Anyways, uh, let's keep talking about trees. Yes. So we were we were touching. We wanted to touch on Christmas trees yep. uh, and prepping them, but we got a text that's come in from Don in White City, and he asks, "Is it okay to trim bur oak tree branches right now? The tree is about fifteen feet tall, yep. somewhere in the neighborhood of about ten years old. The branches branches I'm wanting to trim are only around one inch thick. Yep, not a problem. So that's a good time actually. Yep. No, especially this week when the temperature is going to be. Yeah, go, yeah. Out, go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll either that or I'll do it in March or the first week of April." We don't right. want we don't want to do it when it's minus twenty or colder, yeah, right? No, yeah, but you don't want to do it. You don't even want to go out there when it's that cold. Right? Exactly. So, but, yeah. But uh, no, this November's a fine month to prune them. Um, not a problem at all. I did a lot of pruning of trees, except for birches and maples. I don't do those, but uh, this time of the year because they'll bleed in the spring. But yep. all those other trees, like your lindens, your poplars, your oak trees, your, you know, all those other ones, ash and that kind of stuff, you can all prune them this time of the year, and um, yeah, not a problem. All your all your shrubs. If you want to get out there and do some pruning of your shrubs, you can do that as well. A lot of the hydrangeas, the more the ones tender ones, I like to leave not prune them until spring because mm-hmm. then they catch more snow. And that's what I like about the shrubs is just more snow you can catch. Like I've noticed that in my yard because I have I'm out in the open more, and because of all the little branches up, there's always this little tiny drift right where the plants are. Yes, right. Yeah, and so it's uh, it just helps to just catch a little bit more snow for them. 
Absolutely. Perfect. So yeah, leave that, leave it there, and if, or otherwise, um, yeah, just just otherwise you can do your pruning if you want. If they're big plants already, like a big nine bark, big dogwoods, and those kind of things, you could actually go out there and trim some of those dogwood branches and use them in some of your yeah. Christmas displays, right? They do want to make your little arrangements and those kind of things, so it's uh, it works good, and uh, you're doing a little bit of pruning at the same time. Exactly. So let's say you pick up that Christmas tree. Yep. Either you got it, you know, you've had it in storage in your shed, like we talked about earlier, yep. or it's been, you know, at the garden center or wherever you're getting your tree yep. from in maybe a couple weeks when you're going to pick it up. Yeah, you want to you want to pick it up before the tenth of December. Mm, okay. Basically, that week, whatever that weekend. I don't know what the weekend is for this year, but uh, but uh, you want to get it before the before the tenth of December. After the tenth no. of December. Then the tenth is a Saturday. There you go. So it's so, the second Saturday in in uh, so in the month. Yeah. So by that time, by that time, then a lot of the the your your prime trees will be basically picked, right? <laughs> picked over and gone. So picked over and gone. So yeah. count on the weekend before at least. Like last year, I think by the fifth, by the fifteenth, we didn't have any trees left at all. Yeah. So that was it. Yep. Okay. So you got that thing picked up. You bring it home. Yep. And now what do we do? So now what you want to do is, uh, like I said, you're going to need to store it in a, in a place where there's no sun, right? If, yep. you, if you're not going to put it up right away. Okay. And so make sure you store it. Uh, if you are going to put it up right away, uh, basically what you want to do is you want to cut at least two inches off the bottom. Okay. If you can. Some of them are tough because depend, you might have to take a set of branches off the bottom, right? Yeah. Which is okay. I find it's okay, too. I always tell people, especially when the kids are with them, you know, you have to take those branches off the bottom because how are you going to fit all the presents underneath there? Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Where's Santa going to put his stuff? <laughs> right? So, but otherwise, yeah. So otherwise, you want to take approximately two inches off the bottom, and that way it opens the pores up so that the plant can suck up, you know, new new wood and new new bark around the edge of the mm, wood. Yep. Where it'll go. And um, How long do you have once you make that cut? As quick as you can. Okay. As, as, fat, as quick as you can. Like I always tell people, if, if they're not going to, when we're cutting them, we're, we're cutting them in the tree lot, I tell people, are you putting it up today? Right. Right? Is it going to go into the water in a couple hours? You're going to go in the water as soon as possible, not a problem. If you're not going to cut it till tomorrow or the weekend, then cut it yourself, right? Yes. Cut, don't have a cut at the stand. Um, because uh, uh, cause it'll they'll seal, seal up again, right? So you don't want to, you don't want that to happen. So make a fresh cut. Very mm-hmm. important. Now, people ask me, do I cut it on an angle? Do I cut it flat? I say, cut it flat. A lot of the Christmas tree stands yep. require it to be flat, in yep. fact. Yeah, because that's the reason why. Some of them have a little piece you screw into the bottom. Because that's the best type of stands that have a pin or something in the bottom yeah. that, that keep that tree from pivoting and falling over, right? Exactly. So so that when you put it on an angle, it's pretty tough to... Um, to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Now, now uh, the, uh, just a little side note, though, is that I've had a tree that quit sucking, okay? Sucking water up. Yeah. Okay? Pretty quickly. They sucked a little bit, and then they quit. So what I did is I just took a drill, and I drilled some holes into the side of the trunk just after it was in the stand. Okay. And then that opened up new pores again and it helped suck it up again. So yeah. you want to take it out of your stand and make a fresh cut again. Sometimes you can just drill some holes in the side and just so that it'll re-suck water up again. Okay. So that's a little trick, okay, that, that I learned that it works pretty good too. So, but otherwise, uh, make that fresh cut, um, bring it inside the house, put it into the stand, fill it right full of water with the preservative, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it keeps the pores open. So that's why you use it for. And then just let it sit there and just open up a bit, you know? And uh, what I like doing first, sorry, before I even cut it off, okay, let's go back a little few steps. Take it out into the yard and and give it some give it some bangs. 
on the ground. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. You'll knock all those bunch of those little old needles. Spruces always will drop needles, okay? It's like when you have a spruce tree in your yard, you got needles on the ground, right? They shed needles Constantly. Automatically, constantly. Yeah. So they're all caught in the branches and in the crevice and where the the crotches of the of the uh, of the branches meet the trunk. So you just give it a couple of good bangs and then you kind of knock a lot of the needles of those needles out, so you don't have to clean them up afterwards. And you're not going to knock them all off. Yeah. So I like doing that before I cut it off. Yep. Right. And then then I cut it off and then I and then you don't damage the the ends where it's going to suck water up again. Because if you're pounding it on the bottom, you know, you're just going to, right? <laughs> so, how long How long does it take for a tree to open up? So a lot of them come banded all together. Yeah. A couple hours. A couple hours. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. And uh, they'll they'll lay out because a lot of times they'll just lay those, they'll settle out with the warm weather, warm in the side of the house. Mm-hmm. Make sure when you put your tree up, don't try to, if you've got a register there, just turn off that register. Okay. If so it's the, blowing around that it's area. Blowing right on there. Cut off. Yep. Turn off that register before you put that on. If you, you want to put a, especially if you have a lot of hardwood floors nowadays. Okay. Especially laminate and that. You want to get yourself a, a tree, a tree. Uh, it basically, a, it's like a, it's like a pan. It's like a, a tray. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just like you do for your plants. You put a tray underneath the plants. So you don't get your floor wet. You can get a tray for your tree as well. And you put your stand inside the tree. Because a lot of times you're watering and you miss, right? Yes. Or hopefully that, you know, that uh, well, stand doesn't leak, but leak maybe it might, right? Whatever. You've got a backup or there. Or the dog's licking water and dripping it off the side, off the side, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's all those kind of things. So if you have that tray, it just protects your floor. And, uh, or you can put, a, uh, there's, a, there's also mats you can put down, but I like the tray just because, um, you know, it just keeps it, keeps it not a problem in case you're you're down there for the watering can down there yep. because sometimes it's hard to get underneath there to pour that water it in. is yeah and then um and then keep that tray full all the time especially watch the first 72 hours first 72 hours it's going to suck Keeping a lot that of water stand full. you gotta remember this tree's been cut down for quite a few weeks already yeah that's okay right. yeah because they can't cut what is it, a million trees down overnight right the, exactly. day, the day they're going to go in the truck to get delivered it doesn't happen so they're cut down already and uh, so just make sure that you um you keep it, keep that stand full all the time. Another nice trick too is a lot of times you can get a Christmas tree bag yep. that you can pick up when you buy your tree. Yeah, there's a lot of people that right? do that. And then I think I learned it from you too in years gone by that when you when you bring it into the house, you keep yep. the bag on it, yep. pile the bag up on the underneath the tree, yep. put your you know your tree uh, poke skirt, a hole, poke a hole through the bag, just yep. a small hole, so just get the trunk through. Put your tree skirt over top yep. of it. And when you're done with the whole Christmas ordeal, just wrap it up. Again. You pick it up. You yeah, pull it back up to the top of yep. the tree, and then you can haul it out of your house without dumping needles yep. all the way down the hallway. Yep. <laughs> I, I saw a picture. I saw a picture the other day of you know how the how you people have little things hanging from the from the wires of the of the, of the you know shoes and all that kind of stuff hanging from the wires around the house. You know yeah. Right? Well, this person out of the apartment building threw the Christmas tree and it got hung up in the wires. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. News update for everybody. And then we're going to get back to Wayne's call in Prince Albert about potatoes. As soon as we get back, I'm Jay with Rick Van Dyke. This is Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Well, we always seem to get all the special events and holidays here in Garden Talk. It's Great Cup Sunday, and it's happening in Saskatchewan, yes. which is pretty cool. Mosaic Stadium in Regina. So that's pretty exciting to see. Yep, the uh, weather's half decent. So yeah. Yeah, this could be really terrible, right? Remember how cold it was just a couple weeks ago? In fact, a week ago, it was, you know, pretty icy and pretty cold in the wind. Not the coldest we've ever seen, but... Still to dress warm. 
<laughs> yeah, but even even a couple, uh, you know, single digit minus temperatures yeah. is going to be pretty easy. And you get the yeah. crowd going, you get you know right. everybody packed yeah. in there yeah. tight, and yeah, it'll be still exciting. Oh, it'll be a yeah. lot of fun, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've got a text to get to from a, about a Brandon Cedar, but first, waiting patiently on the phone lines, we got to thank him for it. Is Wayne, who's in Prince Albert. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Very good. Good. You. Good. Good. You got a question anyway. about, about potatoes, right? Yeah, I, I've been growing potatoes for many years on, on a variety. Um, this year I tried uh, Kennebix, and they grew huge. The problem I had was uh, they turned uh, green, and I know that if they pop up above the ground, the hill, yep. yeah, the sun gets at it, but I found that a lot of them, even under the ground, turn green, and even the ones that I picked and let dry off in the garage were turning green. Was it just, just a bad year? Or yeah, it, yeah, it shouldn't have turned green. And like I said, most times it'll only turn green, like you said, when they're sticking above the ground, right? And right. Uh, and so those kind of parts you normally cut off, right? And so, but right. not right. you don't normally see them turn green like underground because the you know it's, it's the sunlight that makes them turn green like that. So it, that's unusual that yours turn green like that. Um, but in Kennebec, it shouldn't have done that either. So that that's why yeah. it's so unusual for the Kennebec to turn green like that. So it must have been yeah. just a matter of of only thing I can think of is 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 obviously moisture and nutrients. Okay, those two things. Okay. That that's the only thing. But it's I, I don't have an answer for you why they turn green because normally I haven't seen that when they turn green like that. Do you uh, weigh and rotate your crop around and for your potatoes? Uh, yeah, we do uh, because of potato bugs. But they end up finding. Uh, finding them anyways <laughs> yeah you know, I mean, eventually they do right uh yeah. how are they yeah. to eat like could you eat the green ones were they still edible well um i i googled it and you have to be careful with the uh green apparently it's toxic so by yes. the time you cut off all the green there's not much left of the potato but you got to be really careful they said so i don't know is that true yeah because they are toxic so you want to cut that part off but they said, like the the only ones that, they, like I said, even I'm just looking up here is just, um, it's just normally it's because of it's because of they're growing too close to the surface. That's the main reason why your your potatoes are growing green for. So unless yeah. were these d- down deeper, even the potatoes that were turned green, or the ones that were still just a little bit of soil yeah. over top. Well, the, the the thing I had a problem with is yeah, the ones that were up high. Yep. The other ones I pulled, you know, they were good. Um, put them in a pile in my garage, yep. um, letting them dry. Yep. Now I have one window in the garage, and after a few days I started noticing, you know, the light getting at them, and they started turning green, just laying in the garage floor drying off. So, yeah, so, yeah they, they shouldn't, that, that little bit of green for that short time, because they've been, you know, basically they've been, they're finished, they're growing, right? They shouldn't have turned green in the garage like that that quick. So yeah. I'm going to do, I'll do a little bit of, uh, you know what, give me an email at rickatdutchgrowers.com. Send an email to uh, me at rickatdutchgrowers.com. Okay. And I'll do just a little more checking for you and I'll find out um, about, because honestly, it's mainly because mainly the potatoes are close to the top, top but if yours are yeah. down lower, I'll do a little yeah. more research for you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks okay. very much. All right. Thanks for the call, Wayne. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Yeah, strange, yeah. right? That is a weird uh, thing to have happen, especially when he says they turn green after he yeah. started drying them out. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, even even here, once in a while, we get a question yep. that 
requires a little more looking into it. Most times, like I said, if they're close, <laughs> if they're above the surface or just below, just close to the surface, that's when you'll get the green problems. Don in Saskatoon uh, says on the text line, hi, we've got a row of Brandon cedars, approximately 10 feet tall. The previous heavy snow has caused many branches to droop from the weight on the branches. We yes. had lots of wet snow. Yeah. Uh, exposing the inner core. They look terrible. Yep. Should we sweep off the remaining snow? Will it do more damage than good? Will they bounce back? What advice do you have? Yeah, just with this, with the weather we have them this week, just, just give them a little careful little knock that snow off. Yep. And then you can use some old pantyhose or some old soft tie. Don't use wire or, or baler twine or anything like that. Right. Use something with a soft, soft tie or an old rag or well, you know, even a big bungee cord. Big bungee cord will work too. Right. Right. And then just tie it together and that'll just hold it together until spring. And then you can, you know, once we get spring and then they start to sturdy up again, then you can take that off again. Okay? Right. You don't want to leave it on there forever. And if we leave the snow on now and they're, they're pulled out, they're gonna, we're going to get snow, more snow. More snow is going to drop and it's going to go even farther. And then they're going to break. Yes. Right. So, but you can just carefully take your, your gloves and just, just knock it. Well, you could even use a broom, right? Yeah, the 10 feet just, tall? Just be careful. You know, if they're tall, you can use a broom, but just be careful that you're not, you know, like <laughs> using a two-hander on it, you know? <laughs> well, not winding up for not that winding swing. winding up for the swing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay. otherwise, especially when it's warmer, when it's really cold, the problem is you're going to, the branch is so brittle, that's when you're going to, you know, that's when you're going to break the branches off, right? Right. When it's a little bit warmer, they're a little more pliable, so then it's a good time to do it. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh... This this is from Rod, who's in Foam Lake, yep. and he said, "Hey guys, if your potatoes are turning uh, are in the light, they will turn green." Happened to me. Yeah, and now we've actually got a call that we've got one of our regulars going up to Spring Valley right now to talk to Elaine. Wants to make a comment too. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Elaine. Hi folks. Uh, good good hearing you yes. again. And far be it from me to tell Rick the expert anything. No, I, I, listen, I'm <laughs> I always learning every all the time. Tell, oh no, you're amazing. Uh, tell you a couple of experiences that we've had over yep. the years. We grew lots of cannabis and they did well in our soil, but we found that uh, the one year uh, my husband had them stored at a neighbor's place, and he was afraid that it was going to freeze down in his pit, so he put one uh, uh, light bulb, I believe it was probably 100 watt, uh, and and that greened all of our ketabeks, and they were in sacks, they were in in jute sacks. But this year I found that it, it was so extremely dry out here. We didn't have rain past the middle of, of July. Yep. And extreme temperatures. It, it was weeks that we had nothing lower than 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. I still speak English. Yep. And over 100 degrees. Yep. So, uh, and, but also our soil tends to be slightly alkaline. Yep. And so I'm wondering if the chemistry of yeah. the soil and this heat is what, what did it. But like you said, they cannot stand any light at all. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. So that's interesting. But like I said, your, the alkalinity is huge because I know that we sell a lot of fertilizers now that are basically a sulfur-based fertilizer for potatoes. Oh, okay. Uh, that, because it does the same thing. It it basically lowers the pH because the alkalinity, your pH is through the roof, right? Right. So just lowering the pH of your soil, and that's huge for your for your, uh, for your your potatoes as well. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. And as far as the potato bugs, we found they're cyclical. I mean, I believe they, they fly in at first yep. or come in on these crazy winds that we get here in the valley, and then they were bad for a few years, and I used everything. So much diatomaceous earth that our neighbor going by thought it had snowed at our place. <laughs> but anyway, I think they ate it and grew bigger. Uh, all I found was to, to pick them off into a, a milk carton and burn them. 
Yeah, so, but it's great. And what I want you to try next year with with some of our callers that just like what yep. you called in for tips, they said plant every every couple plants, plant an onion because you're going to put onion somewhere I, in the yard. I anyways. heard about that, but we haven't had problems for most of, most of the time, most of forty five years. Uh, but when we did have it for yeah. I don't know three four years, it yep. was awful. So we got to find somebody who's having that problem right now and has got to prove it for us. Yeah, yeah, I, yes, it for and us. I'm so interested to. It, to hear what you'll find, uh, you know, about this uh, greening of the potatoes. Greening potatoes. I, I, I feel like you're, you're right. I think you touched on a lot of the points. Is that you know, obviously, if you have light for, because we used to we used to store them, we used to put them in, in our, our root cellar, and so when I was a kid, so it was always dark down yes. there, right? Yes. And then also, but like I said, I think you touched on the whole the heat for the summer oh, and the drought and the pH of the soil. Okay, well, sometimes I'm like the Grinch. I have an awful good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thanks. awesome. I love it when people call in with those. Thanks, Thanks. for calling That's in. That's great, Elaine. Thanks, Elaine. Good work. All right, take care. Okay, bye now. 1-877-332-8255. That's how you join the conversation. That's, I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that perfectly when people call in and, and saying, yeah, I had this, and this is what I did, or this is why I did it. and Because you know what? Gardening is, is there's no right or wrong way, I find. I figured however you're successful, that's the right way. Yeah, and, right? and what works for somebody may and, not work for somebody and, else. And somebody who might be way down south and is going to be different than someone who's up way up from Prince Albert. So, exactly. I mean, it's 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 very cool. I love when people call in. We're going to take a quick break. Ian is waiting on the line in Saskatoon to talk about lilacs. We're going to take your call, Ian, as soon as we get back. I'm Jay with Rick Van Dyvendyke. This is Garden Talk on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Seems like we're talking potatoes now. At Garden Talk, which yep. is fun. fun. Uh, we got a text in that this is from Tim in Yorkton. We just finished by saying yep. before the break that what works for somebody may not work for somebody else. Yes. And whatever way you find success is the right way. Absolutely. Uh, there's no exact one straight right path for some of this stuff. Absolutely. For example, uh, Tim in Yorkton said, I tried planting onions last year with the potatoes. Yep. Still had potato bugs. Okay. I'm going back to the big cooking onion cut into chunks planted with the, the yep. potatoes. This worked for me the year before. Okay. So there's kind of a different take on both of those, right? Oh, so, yeah. So he had better put the onions in with the tubers when you plant potatoes, right? In the ground with them. Yeah. Right? So okay. They absorb, they absorb the onion into the, into the tree itself, right? Because the roots of, of the potato will go into the onion and, and then, right? And when, you, when you're making pierogies, yep. you need onion with your potatoes. So yep. pff, it's like two for now, one. Now, I did a quick little research on my, on my little handy computer here. And, and, and uh, there again... There's a couple of things that went right. When I looked it up, they said, yeah, if you have a really hot, dry year, that can cause the, the potatoes, especially like Canabex, to turn green. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, storing them, which we knew, we talked about that before, storing, you get a storm in the dark. So if he was letting them dry, you want to put them in a dark place to dry rather than in, in, a, in a sunny window or anything like that. Mm. So that's important, especially for, something, for certain varieties and also nutrients. So we, we basically covered all of them. Yeah, uh, and, but and Elaine got most of it there. She Perfect. got most of it right. And the biggest one they talked about is a really hot and dry year, then you will have that problem as well. Excellent. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to Ian, who's been waiting patiently in Saskatoon. Hi, Ian. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, I heard that lady call her. fact, I'm not sure who it was, but about the uh, cedar and the snow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so our driveway next to the house, we have um, a six-foot fully grown woodwardy. Yeah. And last year or the year before, I was snowblowing, and I kind of did the same thing. I filled the center, and it kind of looked like it had been cleaved with an axe. Yeah. So it's come back pretty much. Um but I'm wondering, too, the best thing to do, you said just wrap around and 
and kind of pull it back in. Like, it didn't come back completely. Yep. So if I do tighten it up and even leave it like that all summer, yep. will, that, will that grow back together? Yeah, it'll, it'll help. It'll straighten up the branches, okay? And it'll help it uh, to, to be able to come back together. Uh, you've got to remember, though, that you don't want to leave it any more than that one season, okay? Otherwise, it'll the branches will grow into that wire or, or, or rope or whatever, even a soft tie or bungee strap, it'll, the branches will grow into that, right? Yeah, so I gonna, just use like a, a yellow real rope. Yep. Yeah, if you use a yellow rope, and even with the yellow rope, when it's blowing around, it cuts into the. So make sure that you adjust that, adjust that at least um, at least once a year. Make sure you adjust it, or don't put it in a different location. Don't keep it in the same spot for more oh, okay. than one season. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I was thinking I would just take some of those metal stakes that are you know or T-bar things yep. or whatever, yep. and like I can't do it now. The ground's frozen. Yes. Just kind of put it into the put four or five around, and then use that to oh, hold the. Uh, that's perfect. Yeah, and w- one other question there, Rick. A couple of years ago in the fall, we got an early, heavy, heavy, wet snow. Yep. And my lilac, it's got branches that have, I took off some, but they're bent, like they're parallel to the ground. Okay, yeah, yep. Will that hurt as it grows, or is it best to snip those out or, or prune those out? Yeah, it won't hurt the lilac, but if it's just aesthetic thing, it's not a problem to snip it, okay? Um, yeah. lilacs you can trim whatever you want they'll grow back quick is this a tree or a shrub lilac oh it's uh, as tall as the ease I, I always keep it about 10 feet yeah. tall yeah. it's one I talked to you about a number of years ago it was probably 15 16 feet tall yeah. and it never been looked after and you gave me instruction on how to cut her back does yeah. it come does it come one from one uh, trunk uh, from the ground though or many many shoots on from the ground yeah. which which, which uh, one is it? that's it's kind of hard to tell like there's so many yeah. it, it's big it's big, yeah. it's no, around. Like I said, like honestly, if you you don't if it's an aesthetic thing, you can trim that 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 sideways branch off, or you can leave it; it won't hurt it. Okay, uh, cool. I know we're getting near the end of the hour. Can yep. I ask one quick question yep. too? Yeah, we got. Okay, it. so with all the price with all the price of veggies, can a person grow lettuce and radishes and and uh, romaine and stuff like that hydroponically, or do you need soil? No, uh, the radishes you'll need. S- Radishes that you can do some. I've seen some people do radishes, but the the lettuces and all that kind of stuff, not a problem at all. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure if it's and a lot of and all your herbs easy. Okay, we're we're we got a yeah. The, you, this, that's becoming more and more popular. Just even not even hydroponically, just even growing a little windowsill, little planter, thin planter box, just growing some herbs and vegetables and that and lettuce and and so. But yeah, definitely can grow lettuce and uh, uh, you can grow. Uh, I've seen, seen seen some radishes grow hydroponically, but uh, but otherwise you can grow them in some soil too inside. I know there are companies uh, in in Saskatoon that specialize in hydroponics, yep. especially with the change in our in our rules with with marijuana in our country. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. that's changed, right? I mean, that's a new industry. So, but it doesn't mean it can't be used for just lettuce and and uh, you know that sort of thing. Yep. So there are there are even dedicated companies yep. in our in our city for that. And too. as you grow hydroponically inside, you just got to make sure that you have a you know an air exchanger in your house because you got obviously a lot of humidity as well, right? Yeah, I was wondering about yeah. that. Okay. Okay, thank you. All, All right. right, thanks. Take care. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Here's a simple one. Can I trim my Azure Maple right now? Am, am your maple. Am your maple. Probably no, the one. Wait, wait now to am your maple. Do it next. Uh, actually, after the leaves have fully opened up. Mm. So I always say after. Basically, by the time we got to the middle to the end of June, the leaves are open up fully, depending on the year. So I always say, I always say July, 
August, September. Yeah. That's when you prune the maples. Okay. Prune them now, they're going to bleed in the spring, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, make a mess. Okay. Well, that's pretty much it for our show today. Yeah, I know. You look at the clock like, what? <laughs> that flew by. <laughs> that went by quick. It sure did. It sure did. So uh, if you're having a little bit of a great cup party, enjoy. Yes. Enjoy the time together, whoever yep. you're cheering for. You know, <laughs> yep. it's not our team, but, you know, yep. cheering still, another, other way. In Saskatchewan, so. we have a sport that, that we have a professional team, and we just love being part of it. Exactly. So yep. hope you enjoy your great cup Sunday, and yes. we'll catch you same time, same place next weekend here, of course. And hopefully we'll have Jill with us back then as well. So. Yes. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jay Thomas with Rick Van Dyven Dyke. You've been listening to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.